This is the Digital Savage Experience Podcast, hosted by Roman Prokopchuk, bringing you all things digital marketing, tech, business, and motivation. What's stopping you from becoming relentless in all aspects of life? Are you ready to become a digital savage? Let's get into today's episode. Hey everyone, this is Roman Prokopchuk and this is the Digital Savage Experience Podcast. Today I have with me Dean Fox. Dean is a mindset coach, international speaker, trainer, consultant, and entrepreneur. Having experienced the highs and lows of life, he uses his own experiences to inspire others. They can find true self and live a life without limits. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you so much, Roman. It's a real pleasure. My pleasure. So tell me a little bit about your journey. How did you get to where you are today? So um, my background initially, um, I started in engineering. So uh, in the UK, I'm from the UK, uh, northeast of England, and we're a kind of a traditional um, engineering manufacturing region. And I started there as an apprentice. Um, But I'd always had this kind of, um, ever ever since I was much younger, I'd grown up with this belief that maybe I wasn't as good as I thought I was, or maybe the things I didn't do would be good enough. And so I was always looking for the next thing. I kept having to be the very best at what I was doing. So qualifying as an apprentice and, and making it to technician wasn't good enough. I had, to, I had to take it to the next level and be a shift technician. And so I was always kind of looking to move forward from a career perspective. And over about a 12 to 15 year period, um, I, I did that successfully, grew from um you know, a tech, an apprentice right through to an engineering manager, well, with a British deal, so with a UK, uh, with an international corporation. Um, but again, still didn't feel like, nah, I still didn't feel fulfilled. I didn't feel like success was was what it was, what it felt like. And so I started to look for, um, you know, what was the next step? Where could I go with it? Um, and so I took a what at the time seemed like a bit of a backward step. I I, I came down and went into commercial and into sales, but I had to start at the bottom. So I started as a training salesperson with a with another company. Uh, and over the next kind of 10 years, I, I grew through that um, organization from trainee salesperson uh, right up to national sales manager, managing a seven-figure budget, expense account, company car, um, you name it. From the outside, what would look like the, the dream job with all the trappings. But again, I still didn't feel like um, I'd achieved success. I still didn't feel right. It still didn't feel like I was fulfilled in, in some way, shape, or form. And so um, I decided that maybe, maybe if I was in business for myself, that that might be what would make me good enough. That would be the the thing that would define me and show that um, you know I could do whatever it is that I that I wanted to do. So I left the corporate world. And, um, and set up a, a property investment and development business. So I went into real estate along with my wife. And we did that in about 2003. And so between 2003 and 2008, we grew a, a successful investment and development, real estate investment and development business in the UK. And um, things were going really well. And then 2008 happened. And... Uh, you know, it was it was one of those. I don't know whether we'll ever see anything like that again, but but certainly it was the it was the most difficult financial period I'd ever experienced in in kind of my generation. 
And um, it was also really difficult because it was felt virtually almost across the world and in such a very short space of time. Uh, it was almost, you know, we closed the doors to the office at 5pm one day and they didn't open again at 9am the next day. And um, that was a, a difficult time for financially um, and also from a business perspective because everything that we kind of built around that period just was, was shutting down. Doors were just closing left, right and centre. And so we lost a lot, both from a financial perspective and from a, a business perspective. And we'd also positioned ourselves. So during the time, that five-year period when things were going well, we'd taken some of the some of the funds that we'd we generated through our property business and we invested them with a with another organization uh, you know I'd, we grew up um, with certain beliefs about money and things like that and one of the things i was always told was you know you shouldn't have all your eggs in one basket and you should prepare for a rainy day so i'd taken some of that that advice and we'd taken some of those those profits out and we we invested them with another company and that was our that was going to be our fallback position. So it's during kind of the back end of 2008 and early 2009, when things were really difficult, we said, right, okay, what we'll need to do is we'll need to withdraw that that investment. We'll need to put ourselves back on an even keel and we'll need to reassess and start again. And what we found out was that um, the company we'd invested with um, was inf- affected in two ways. One, obviously, by the, the financial crisis themselves, but more importantly, um, they'd... Um, well, one of their, their senior people had embezzled some of, some of the funds, in fact, all of the funds. Um, uh, and there was a criminal investigation around that, but that left us with um, that proportion of, of, of our investment was lost as well. And so we had kind of two things back to back. And what that kept doing was bringing up all of those, all of those questions, all of those self-doubts that I'd had at various points in my career about maybe not being good enough all came to the fore during that period. Um, And then what happened was in March 2010, my wife and I and my youngest son were traveling uh, in a vehicle that was involved in a road traffic accident, quite a serious one. And we we were really unable to work from that point on for about 12 months. Um, I couldn't drive for about 10. And so those three things together between 2008 and 2010, March 2010, kind of really just finished everything that we had. Um, you know, we were, we'd lost the business, we'd lost our investment. We were in danger of losing our home at that point. Um, I'd ended up personally bankrupt. And I found myself in a position from a, both a, a business perspective, but more importantly at that time, I'd found myself in a personal position where that self-doubt had reached a point where I I didn't think I could go on. I didn't think um, I didn't think we were ever going to be able to recover. I started blaming myself. It was my fault. Um, you know, my family were looking to me for inspiration and and how to how we could get back to where we were. And I, I had nothing to offer. And that just um, increased the level of self-doubt that I had on an ongoing basis. Um, and it led me to probably the most difficult personal time in my life. And I openly talk about the fact that, you know, in the back end of 2010, in fact, December, early December 2010, it was a, one of those winter mornings in the UK where we often get like a bright blue sky, but it's really cold and, and crisp frost morning. And I'd got up 
and said that I needed to go out for a walk. I, I told my wife I was going for a walk just to clear my head and um, to do a bit of thinking. But in reality, I'd, I'd, I'd made a decision that I wasn't going to come back, that I was I was going to go and end everything that day. And I left on that morning with that sole intention. And I went to some woodlands near where, uh, not far from where we live. And at the time, I, I couldn't I couldn't piece things together. But looking back, I essentially two things happened. One was I'd made a decision that that's what I was going to do. And, and all the way there, I, I became more and more angry with myself, with the world, with the industry, with everybody. And I got to a point where there's a, a clearing in the woods not far from where we live, and I, I kind of took a seat there. And at that point when I'd actually made the decision and said, right, this is it, I am not going back, there was a moment where a real kind of peace just came over me. I, it was quite a surreal moment. Um, it was as if everything went in slow motion and stopped, and it was just really quiet and, and calm and peaceful, and I didn't feel all the stress and anger that I'd felt before. And I wasn't entirely sure at the time why, but I, I just started to ask myself questions, which was, okay, so why am I here? You know, I, I could have been killed in a car accident. Um, why have I gone through the things I've gone through? For what what purpose? Um, there must be There must be a reason. And I don't know what that reason is, but something was telling me that I that I shouldn't that I should go back that I shouldn't end anything that day, and I, I don't know why I, I wasn't sure, but I, I listened and I didn't do that. I, I returned home, and when I got back home, uh, I was looking for some inspiration, and I took a book from the shelf, um, which was a book called Think and Grow Rich, and it was it was a book that was given to me by my son on a return trip from Australia that we'd been to. Um, just before the financial crisis in 2008. Um, and I'd read it a couple of times in that period, but never really got anything from it. But that day, um, I started to read it and I I started to see things in it that I'd never seen before. And that really kind of started my, if you like, journey into what I would call personal development and growth. I didn't really know that's what it was at the time. But I'd never really... I'd always read and I'd always set myself goals and I'd always felt I was I was driven to do something, but I I never really questioned why or what it was all for. And that book started to open my eyes and I made a commitment that what I was going to do was everything that, that from that moment on, I was going to invest as much as I possibly could in understanding who I was, what I was there for, and, and what was my purpose. And how I could be, at that time, the best version of myself. And that's what I did. So over the next kind of probably six to eight years, everything that I that I that that we generated, whether it was um, through going back into work or starting another business, everything that we did was a proportion of that was used to reinvest in ourselves. And, and I've been blessed to be able to travel to a number of places around the world and meet some of the most amazing personal development speakers and uh, and mentors and coaches and work with some of them over that time. And it was through that that I started then to make some changes to the way that I looked at myself and the way that I looked at my life. 
and the businesses that we developed from there on in you know we i built another i started started and built a consultancy business which supports um, vocational education systems internationally um we uh, my wife launched a, wrote a book and launched a children's um, workshop based education program around um, looking at your dreams and fulfilling them for schools um, my wife runs a women's empowerment network and and I now run a coaching business and a speaking business and latterly those two the coaching and speaking that, that was never a, an intentional plan it was not something I decided five or six years ago that that's what I was going to do but I listened to somebody, um, a, a gentleman called Cavett Harrier, who's, who's um, a bit of a mentor in the UK. And one of the things he said was about purpose was that he, he doesn't believe that um, you find a purpose. He believes it claims you. It, you know, something just grasps you and says, you, you are meant to do this and, and you, you just become linked to it. And that's almost what happened with the coaching and speaking was that as I started to make some of these changes in my life and things started to improve it didn't happen overnight it was a it was a journey but people then started to ask me what i was doing what things i'd made changes i'd made and would i come and share my story with with them or with somebody they knew or a group and and it just kind of unfolded from there and then people started asking me you know could i tell them could i help them with with a particular area of their life or their business and so the coaching business just kind of evolved it never really became it was not a plan it was just something that happened and the more the more I started to do that the more I realized that I could start having an impact and what I was doing was impacting other people's lives and that is when I suddenly realized that yeah that 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 is what I want to do it's not about the business or about um the 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 actual process it's about the impact I can have on somebody else um, and so sharing the story, I'll do that, you know, to as many people as I can simply because I want people to know that who they are in their true self has no limits. Um, and it, it, everything else that, that we're driven by, so the, the feelings that I had about not being good enough um, were things that I'd kind of created around who I thought I was and who everyone else thought I should be and not who I really was. And that became the real kind of my, my real light bulb moment probably two and a half, three years ago, when I suddenly realized it's not about anything else. Happiness is not an external thing. It's something that I have within and and, and it, it's there all the time. I just, I, I, I choose to, to not follow it sometimes um, or I had done in the past. And so being in that position, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm inspired and empowered every day just to share a little bit of that with somebody in the hope that it can have an impact on their journey. Um, and because of something I said, they can say, you know, I went on to do this and it was it was something that you said on that day that really empowered me or inspired me to keep going or not to give up or to come from what was a dark place to, to somewhere within the light that allowed me to continue. And that's kind of, that's been my journey from, from corporate career, if you like, through to uh, speaker and coach and entrepreneur. Yeah, I think it's it's important to obviously find the path that you're kind of destined to be on and what you thought was, you know, a goal or what you wanted to do, let's say 10, 20 years ago, that oftentimes and, and really changes as you go through life. So you become a new person, you, you, you redefine yourself, like you said, 
trying to become the best version of you or uh, most people do obviously some people don't necessarily focus on that and you know have things going on but also everyone has some kind of you know trial or loss death injury disease in their lives and then i think it's how they react to it if they keep going and stay motivated or they just kind of uh give up and, and shut down my this year will be a year since my grandfather passed away that was you know a, a, a core male role model in my life so when that happened i was you know i went through kind of the grieving process the stages of that but i thought about it and you know he i knew he was proud of me in terms of what i was doing in my professional and personal life and it would just be not fair to him and it wouldn't honor him if i just gave up or stayed down if you know i had to get up and do the best that i could still dealing with that grief and that pain and you know having it inside of me for you know forever technically but learning to live with it so i think it's important regardless of what you're going through to redefine yourself and kind of use and harness that those experiences negative or positive to redefine yourself and keep growing as a person yeah sure and I, you know I think that every time we experience something, um, you know, I have a saying that I use a lot to say that it, whatever it is that happens, happens for a reason and it's either a lesson or a blessing. So I, I either have to learn something from it, it's there to teach me something, um, or it's there to, to gift me something that, that takes me to, to an, you know, another step or a different pathway or whatever it is. But either way, I, I, I never lose from it. I, I don't lose or win. I simply just learn or or I get something from it. Um, and then it allows you to take another step forward because the events, you know, the events in life happen to everybody. They happen to us all. You, you made a, a great point about it's how we respond to them. And, and, and that's the biggest thing for me is that what happens in life happens to us all. Um, Jim Rowan has a great saying, which is that, you know, it's not the blowing of the wind that determines when you arrive. It's the set of the sail. Um, the same wind blows on us all. And, and that's so true that we all experience those sorts of things. It's how we deal with them and handle with them, handle them moving forward to allow us to be able to either learn something from it. Uh, and if we learn, we can then use that lesson um, either for ourselves or to help somebody else. Yeah, I agree. And I think like you mentioned certain failures or certain things that, that are beyond our control, like the investments you've made that you thought were in good hands that obviously were, were taken, you know, uh, by someone else and things like that you can't control. So always in life, regardless of what you're doing, there will be variables, you know, that you have no control of, but you can do what you can do on your end to put yourself in a position to be as successful or possible or grow as much as possible. And if you focus on that, eventually good things start happening. And I think a lot of people, regardless of what their goal is, obviously it's a moving target, but they give up too easily. So they're very close to getting somewhere and they see all these setbacks and they don't kind of stay the course or adjust and pivot to the things that, you know, are in front of them and they just quit it. But they were so close to getting to that point. Yeah, it's a great, it's a great book, which is a, um, a kind of... Uh, a a story that was written out of one of the chapters in Think and Grow Rich, which is called Three Feet from Gold, which is a great kind of example of people who almost get to where, you know, the gold is, almost get to where they should be, but they just quit just too early, just before, um, you know, before they get their success, whatever success is for them. And, and the saying is that, you know, success, the biggest success is usually just beyond people's greatest failure, but 
you know, when they get to that point, they, they, they do usually take that next step. Yeah, I agree. So what motivates you to succeed? So it, what's really interesting is if you probably asked me that four or five years ago, it was, it was it, or maybe a little bit longer than that, it was definitely about being the best that I could be um, in whatever that was I was doing at any given time. But what motivates me now is um, I, I'm more motivated by helping people understand, you know, what, what the truth is, who they really are, um, so that they can, so that they can make decisions in their life and overcome some of the obstacles that might be in their way or holding them back, um, so that they really, really understand that they are unlimited, that they can go and do whatever it is they want to do, and that's what motivates me on a daily basis. I, I, I really want more and more people to understand the keys, steps, if you like, or the key parts and elements around the fact of who who they are really. Because most of us are in search of happiness, of or a variety, a version of it. Um, so even though we'll we'll define that as the house or the car or whatever it is that, that that's driving us, but ultimately it's because we've said that it's when we achieve that, whatever that is, it's that that will make us make us happy. Um, and so I'm on this mission to try and get people to understand that that's usually not the case. And when they get there, they'll probably be looking for something else. Um, because they don't usually feel fulfilled at that particular point in time. So for me, what what really drives and motivates me is this idea that I want people to understand who they really are and that happiness is is already there. It exists within them right now. And when we stop attaching it to something on the outside and start questioning where it sits on the inside, um, that's when the whole world changes for us on the outside, is when we make the changes on the inside. Yeah, I agree. And I think uh, whether it's uh, professional or personal, or like you said, being happy or having joy, the biggest hurdle in that is yourself. So <laughs> you're the first barrier to that, either starting something, having the fear to do so, or even giving yourself permission to be happy. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, when 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 I end up working with people, it comes in, in you know, I could probably split them into what I would say are two categories. One of those people who have got what appears to be some level of success. So they've either got the, the house, they've got the business, they've got the career, they've got um, the car, they've got the holidays or they've got the lifestyle and they suddenly still re- realize or feel like, well, but I don't feel fulfilled in some way. Uh, there's something missing. Why is that? Um, and so, I, you know, I end up working with people in, in that area or I end up working with people who are on the, the journey part way and they've reached a point at which their current mindset, their current self-image um, has reached its limit. And I often describe it as, as driving, it's like driving a car with a handbrake on. They've got kind of a mental handbrake on. So it's like they really know what they'd like to do and they'd, they'd like to take the next steps, but they just don't feel like they can or something seems to be holding them back. Um, and it's about unlocking that and allowing them to be able to move forward. So they, you know, when we're looking at um, what drives people, you know, they're, they're the two areas where I end up working with people the most because they're my two biggest experiences, this idea of being forever driven to do something but feeling like I was doing it with a handbrake on. So not at, not at my full capacity, not, not at the best of my ability. And secondly, having reached elements of the highs, if you like, having got the business, still not real feeling well, hang on a minute. This is this is everything I ever wanted. This still feels like there's something missing. 
Yeah, I agree. Uh, those kind of two paths, either not giving your all or or getting to a, a certain level of, of success and, you know, having a void still there. Yeah, for sure. So what's one thing that you may have seen as a weakness in the past in yourself that you've turned around and utilized as a strength today? So yeah, that's a good, it's a good question because when I, when I, if you'd have, again, looking back, I'd have probably said that, that, um, you know, my, my weaknesses were, were all around these beliefs that I held about that I wasn't maybe as good as I thought I was, or I wasn't good enough. And coming to understand where they came from and the fact that they're, they're not actually real in those terms, that they were illusions that I created based on events that happened, means that having known they're not true means that I can go on and do anything else. I think what 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 really, really is the difference from, from you know, 10, 20 years ago and now is this idea that I was always striving for something else. So what I thought actually was a strength before was probably uh, my resilience and the ability to be able to just keep pushing forward to achieve what I thought I wanted. I now, looking back, that was, to a certain aspect, that was a bit of a weakness for me because it was pushing me all the time. But it was pushing me for something that I didn't, I didn't really want necessarily. I thought it was going to give me something else and it didn't. Um, so my biggest strength now is my this idea that it doesn't really matter what goes on in the outside world essentially because who I am is who I am and that I can I, as long as I live my life authentically and true to myself then where I need to be I will end up where I need to be and I'll be guided to where I need to be at the relevant times so I'm a, a huge believer now in that things always happen for a reason so people will say to me, well, are you telling me that, you know, your car accident happened for a reason? And I'm like, absolutely. It was designed to take me in a, in a different path from where I was going. It was almost like a reminder to say, well, you know, I, I've given you a few nudges. The universe has given me a few nudges to say maybe this is not the right path. And you didn't take notice of those kind of nudges, if you like. So now I'm going to put a real block in the way so that you have to take a different path. Um so I'm a big believer in in this idea that everything that we we experience we experience for a reason. It's not always obvious to us at the time what that reason is. It's very difficult to join the dots looking forward, but it's really it's much easier to join the dots looking back and say if it wasn't for that, I would definitely not be doing what I'm doing today. That's for sure. Um, and so, being able to have an impact on other people's lives is solely down to the things that happened to me during that three to four year period. Yeah, I agree. So what's one piece of advice you have for the audience, personal or professional? I think the, the biggest thing for me is, is based around this idea that we, we talk about resilience, we talk about the ability to be able to keep going. Um, and you know, I mentioned it earlier on, Roman, about people often stop just before they're about to get the success that they've been looking for and it's this idea that when things happen and they will that people um don't don't keep going long enough they don't appear to have this resilience to keep going and i want people really more than anything to know two things one is that they um who they really are is is enough it's good enough to be whatever it is that they want and achieve whatever it is that they want and the second thing is that 
but that only really happens if they're prepared to be resilient enough to go through the things that happen to them and understand that all those things are designed specifically to take them to a particular point and a particular place. It might be to meet a particular person or it might be to discover a particular passion or a purpose um, or to, to end up in a particular place. But ultimately, everything's designed that way. And, and if they keep going long enough and they keep their, their, their moving towards whatever it is they've, they've visioned for themselves initially, those doors will open and the paths will be created. Yeah, I agree. And I think uh, oftentimes people complain about kind of their, the cards that they're dealt or the, the people around them that they're getting these breaks and opportunities, but they're only seeing these highlights. So a good example is, let's say, social media. It's a highlight, highlight reel of your life. So you're seeing vacations, you're seeing these successful uh, milestones in people's lives, but you're not seeing all that, that, you know, blood, sweat and tears that went into achieving that and the stuff that these people are experiencing that are maybe darker, like loss and, you know, depression and other things they're suffering from outside of that. So in, in terms of 2020 society, people oftentimes look at things like that, but don't necessarily understand or see that everybody's going through something and everybody you know, has the opportunity to to achieve something or move towards something if they simply focus on it and, and try to overcome the things that they're going through. Yeah, sure. And I think that you're right. This idea that people only see the highlights, you know, people look at, um, you know, people who seem to have burst onto the social media scene in, in you know, in, a, in the last year, for example, and seem to be everywhere and are doing amazingly well. But they forget that, you know, they may have burst onto the scene, but they've, they've been probably been doing what they've been doing you know, for the last 10, 20 or 30 years. It just so happens that now is the time when, when they've achieved the success that they've been working towards and people only see the end bit. They don't ever see the 20 or 30 years of hard work that they've put in. Yeah, I agree. So I really appreciate you coming on today. Can you let the audience know how they can find you? Yeah, sure. So um, you can reach me on my website, um, which is deanafox.com. Um, and you can reach out to me by email, um, same website, but dean at deanfox.com uh, and if they're, so, if they're on social channels then um, at Dean Fox Coaching is uh, they can find me both on Facebook and Instagram and I'm on LinkedIn just under Dean Fox awesome thanks again for stopping by no problem Roman appreciate it it's been a real pleasure This podcast has been brought to you by Nova Zora Digital. Find out how Nova Zora Digital can help your company grow online. Learn more at NovaZoraDigital.com. Until next time, all you digital savages.